guys, before we get started, you know what it is. Follow us on social media and YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who is new listeners to the Launchpad Podcast, people who have been listening to us somewhere else and have now found us. <laughs> when you say somewhere else, I was like, aren't, isn't everybody listening to us somewhere else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's here with us. The only people who actually hear us are our wives rolling their eyes in the other room. <laughs> All the way from the other room. You can hear them roll their eyes. Uh, that is, that's true. Everybody is somewhere else. So thanks for finding us wherever you found us. You know what our top watched YouTube video is right now? Blade. R, 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 R. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's been a top for a while though, right? Oh, it's in like the, I mean, we got like 4,000 hits recently. Because that movie is fucking fantastic. It is. Um, so big shout out. If anybody is listening from India. Thank you for uh, checking out the Long Pad podcast, sticking around for some other movies and goofy shit. Today we got a fun one. I'm excited. This is like classic Launchpad. Like we texted each other a little topic and we've been preparing in secret and uh, we don't know how it's going to come together, but uh, <laughs> I think we'll I'm know in the end or at least what comes after the end. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll edit it so we both think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, a, a classic Launchpad episode. Ready to go in the chamber. Shall we fire this baby off? Yeah, this is this will be like uh, old school. Like this is kind of where we started. Not talking to Brian Michael Bendis and freaking Dolph Lundgren and stuff. This is like back to basics. The stuff that literally, and I was just talking about this the other day. This is the kind of conversation that you and I would have eating Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters <laughs> Hot Wings or something. You know, <laughs> I was actually in a Buffalo Wild Wings when I was talking about you and I talking about shit like this. Mundo. What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm having I'm having a little technical difficulty. What here. was that? I'll, I'll edit that out later. Don't worry okay, about that. All right, all right. <clears throat> anyway, well, yeah. That's so not our topic. What's the, We got a topic today. We are talking about movies yeah. that have not just an ending, but then the credits start and you think the film is done. Most people are getting up and leaving. Yep, the if you're smart. in a the theater, people are leaving. Yeah. But no, no, no. There is a little gimmick, a cute little thing that we'll put sometimes in the credits and it has become known as the post credit scene. Yeah, it's kind of a shit move to make you sit through the credits. But like, hey, I'm here for it. At least so you can see my name sitting there pretty. Uh, that's fine. But yeah, this is something that's been going around for a little bit. Obviously, we know what movies made it famous and we'll get to them. But <laughs> one of the ones that I first saw that I was like, wow, this is so funny uh, is in a little movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, um, I didn't even think of that one. How do you feel about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I fucking love it. It's fine. <laughs> He's, no, he's a, it's he, funny as hell. It's, sure. It, I think it's hysterical. He does a great job. It's not based in reality, but it's a fun movie. You don't, you're not, you're not sold. He pisses me off because I'm, I'm, I'm the Cameron in most situations. <laughs> and I have a friend who's absolutely out of control. And you're just like, can I just put you back in the bottle, please? Like, just stop this madness. I've had roommates like that. We've all had friends like that. <clears throat> I mean, present company aside. 
Yeah, see, I think me and you are more Ferris than Cam. Like, I don't think I'm Ferris no, to your Cam or vice have versa. You, have you had to be a Cam to somebody else being a Ferris? Yeah, I guess I guess we all have, right? I think we all yeah. probably have been the Ferris or at least the more Ferris one, and then we all have been a Cameron. I, I, I would rather be the Ferris, but I'm usually stuck in the situation where I'm the Cam where somebody's like, oh, man, I got this big can of gas. I'm going to throw it on the fire here. Fuck yeah. And you're like, settle down. What is wrong with you? Like, we are going to get, like, it's not just trouble. It's criminal action. Yeah, 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 and yeah. when I watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I just get anxious because I'm just like, somebody needs to shut this fucker down. Put him down for good. Just get him out of the picture. <laughs> the principal's right. I mean, his parents are right. Like, he's just a butthead. <laughs> his sister's right. No, right? It's, I love it. I think it's so fun. It's Howard Hughes. Not Howard Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes yeah, at his John best. Hughes classic, man. Right? It's a, That's at his best. And I feel like it's mostly harmless fun. There's not like some stuff of John Hughes and that era doesn't age well. This movie, I think, ages well. It's relatable because we've all been in school. I, I'm mean, on board. How how well does it age? It starts when you're a te- we are in the shower with a teenage boy. I don't know if that ages that that's well. That's why the principal was on board. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he did get arrested for. So. It's fun, though. And I think as a kid, like you said, like that's the first uh, post credit scene that you'd seen. But it also for me was like one of the first times I've seen a, uh, a breaking the fourth wall as a gimmick, right? As like he knows you're yeah. there. Right. He knows you're there. That's how we get to the post credit scene. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. As so it is. For those who haven't sat through the end of Ferris Bueller at the end of the movie, you know, they're playing the funny music and you're sitting there and then all of a sudden cuts to his hallway in his house and he comes out of the bathroom wrapped in a towel, towel around his head. He's like, what are you still doing here? Go home. Get out of here. Hey, you go home. Yeah, you gay out of there. Out, out, out. And he's ushering you out. It's pretty funny. I like it. And like I think you said, it's one of the first times I've ever seen a post credit scene, I think. And it's yeah. definitely the first time I've seen a post post credit because there's a there's another little scene after that one. You know that one? Wait, what do you mean? There's more to it? Did I miss something? Yeah. So he comes out and yeah. he's, you know, in a, he's in a towel. He's got shirtless with a towel. Uh, he might have a towel over his head, too. And he kind of ushers you out. Hey, get out of here. The movie's over. No. And then from behind him in the bathroom, Samuel L. Jackson comes out shirtless with an <laughs> eye patch. And he's wearing a towel, implying that he was in the shower with Ferris Bueller. And he tells... Uh, Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller, that he wants him as part of the Avengers Initiative. Avengers Initiative. Remember that? Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Remember that? Like, if, 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 if Samuel Jackson came out and just recruited him in that, like, broke that paradigm, Ferris I, Bueller, we need you for the Avengers Initiative. If anybody's going to break the fourth wall, I think Nick Fury's the one to do it, right? Like, how funny would that be? Him and Ferris Bueller, like, that's their power. Well, speaking of fourth wall breaking power, remember in Deadpool 2, I want to say, he recreates mm-hmm. the Ferris Bueller end credit yeah. sequence. He comes out in the towel doing the same thing. But, and then there's a post post credit <laughs> sequence in that one where Matthew Broderick and Samuel L. Jackson. And because at that point, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger had already happened. So they all come out in their towels and they're all wearing ca- towels of different DC characters, which I thought was a <laughs> good nod <laughs> that's very deadpool right that, that would be something that deadpool would do. <laughs> uh, 
Then they talk to Deadpool for a second. Then Nick Fury's like, actually, you're not really a good fit. And then Deadpool's like, but we could take a shower, right? And then they all high five in the shower. <laughs> in the shower. I like this. Um, and then he, he he has like a Wolverine rubber ducky. It's like a yellow rubber ducky with the Wolverine swoop, little mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of all of the movies we've discussed so far. You just tune in for the hour-long shower cut. <laughs> just see yeah, yeah. the, the Snyder cut of the shower scene <laughs> of the post-post-credit Deadpool scene. <laughs> Release the shower cut. <laughs> oh my god! I'd watch that. I'm sure you would. Slip <laughs> the drain after too. <laughs> That's a deep callback. <laughs> I was going to say, Slurp the Drain is going to be one of those things that we only do every once in a while, and it's going to make half our listeners laugh and the other half gag. <laughs> Tune in to our 2024 Welcome Back episode and uh, figure out what that is in reference to. <laughs> oh, all mm. right. So, uh, yeah, we're talking post-credit sequence today. And I think, as you know, Marvel has made them super famous. Marvel has utilized it as a tool to not only, not only keep you in your seat through the credits, but to tee up the next movie mm. in their franchise or the possibility of a next movie in a franchise. And the first one that really kicked it off was Iron Man. At the end of Iron Man, he comes home and he says, Jarvis, and the lights don't turn on. He's like, what? Blah, 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 blah. Think you're the only superhero <laughs> in the world? What? Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it. <gasps> Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Whoa. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. Boom, credits. Do you remember seeing that? Uh-huh, yeah. What, did, did goosebumps? Were you super pumped? Were you just like, oh, Wait, it was act. Iron Man? It wasn't Captain America? That was Iron Man 2008, post-credit sequence. Damn. This, at this point, all my Marvel movie shit runs together. But I remember being excited. Um, I like... The traditional Nick Fury, but I also really love the uh, the 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 um, Ultimate Universe, which is where the uh, African American, very Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury was from. And I remember liking that character, and he was he was obviously looked different than the traditional Nick Fury, but he was written differently as well. It was all Bendis magic, and I like that. I like that run and Spider Man and stuff. So yeah, I thought it was fun, and it was when those movies started coming out. I wasn't as into comic books just yet. It was right on the cusp, at least when. Iron Man came out. When Iron Man came out, I was like, "Oh, that's a great movie." Don't don't care, but great movie. But yeah, it's just, it's fun, and I love the idea of a tee up like that. You know, Iron Man was really good. Uh, Captain America had a big was had some big misses for me. Like Agreed. it was a, it was a little too fun, a little too like I'm having a good time. I'm Captain yeah. America, and like again, Captain America has this problem often where he's a little too much of a Boy Scout and doesn't have enough like real problems. But it was a decent outing for Marvel. I don't think it was a complete failure. It, it, it worked. It, I like that better than Endgame and Avengers and all these things where it's just a giant computer battle the whole time that I can't keep track of anything. Yeah. At least I could tell you if I remembered, but I could tell you what happened in Captain America. I, there was a movie. Yeah, I liked I liked Endgame though. I mean, as far I saw it on a plane and was like, ah, this doesn't suck half as bad as I thought it would. Oh, it's you know it's what it is. It's the best Captain America movie I've seen. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> 
which it's Marvel not movie? Not, it's not going to not get funny now, is it? Which Marvel movie ends in the diner? Do you remember that? There's a. That's the I think first, it's a, That's the first Avengers movie. Is it? And they're all in the diner together, eating in like a crunched up diner. Yeah, eating shawarma, and they're like, "I'm nom 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 nom," and they're laughing about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Nick Fury. I want Nick Fury to. Uh, maybe it's a different Nick Fury from a. Di- maybe it's. Oh, it could be David Hasselhoff, who was the white Nick Fury from a sci-fi channel made for, and it's actually not as bad as you think it's going to be. It's enjoyable, at least in shitty movie time, but um, does I he have the him, eye patch? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure he has the eye patch, All but right. it's played way more serious than, like, this is this is like 90, I don't know what year it was, but it, they it, they act like the 90s superhero movies, where they were trying to be cool, but didn't quite know how to do it yet. We watched it for shitty movie once, and I remember we all had, it was great for shitty movie, but also was not as bad a movie as any of us thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, we thought we were going to tear it apart, but it wasn't bad. It was funny and, and had plenty to make fun of, but it was, it could hold its own. Who's you know? the bad guy? Is it, it's not, it, it's Marvel, I think it's a but girl. It's, not... it's a girl. Okay. But it's not <clears throat> like Marvel characters you'd recognize. There's no Avengers. No, I think it, it right? is. I think she's an espionage or a, uh, 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 like a terrorist type of cell person. It hmm. might, it might be Hydra and she's the something or other. I don't remember. I have to, and I definitely watched that before I was into comic books, but That's... I want to move. I want the, the post post credit scene where he comes and tries to convince the Avengers to go on his Avengers initiative. Actually, that's a that's a good idea for a Marvel book. I've read dumber Marvel books. I've read dumber Marvel books this week. <laughs> I mean, I, I especially now that we have the multiverse, you know, with Spider-Man mm. and like all the other Spider-Man movies are now doing multiverse shit and you've opened up the multiverse so now anybody can be anything and you can be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's the multiverse. I, I think there's a world for lots of weird shit to happen and you to be like, like whatever, chalk it up to the multiverse. I kind of love the gimmick and hate it. I hate it because it means anything can happen and they're just like, multiverse! Yeah! yeah, yeah. But I love it because it's also like, that's fun sci-fi. Let's let's see what you can do with it. But can we not have everything be multiverse? Just like, just sometimes just tell, tell a just story? Just the David Hasselhoff stuff? <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes I want a regular story. So yeah, uh, they, they've been doing it a lot. Every one of the Marvel movies has, has, a, um, has a damn end credit sequence. But there's a lot of movies that aren't Marvel that also have an end credit sequence. You want to get into it, Matt? Yeah, let's do it. Like, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I have a bunch on my list that are just, I think, great endings. Not mm. necessarily an end credit sequence, but um, maybe what I could do is attach what I think would be a good end credit sequence to some of those movies. I mean, you could fool me. I probably could. I do it. I do it often. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go, man. What you got? Um, All right. So for an end credit sequence, I have a movie that we waited literally decades to be made. They announced they were making Aliens vs. Predator and we wet our pants because we were so excited. How could that possibly be bad or stupid or boring? (laughs) Oh, no. Shut up. It, but uh, without what? reviewing the film at the end, well, at one point it is strongly suggested slash implied that our hero predator may have had a fight with a face hugger later in the movie, excuse me, later in the movie, he is taken aboard his body. He's dead. He's taken aboard a ship. And as the ship flies away through the credits, we see a predator alien, red alien chest burster burst through his chest. I mean, that's about as good as an ending as you could have had for that movie. It, that made me more excited than like the rest of the movie did. The movie, yeah, than anything that came before it. Yeah, 
But I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool ending. And like you said, it's. I mean, th- first of all, I was happy that that movie was ending. But otherwise, it, it was a good ending. It's a cool place to be like, whether you actually know you're making a second film or not, it's a cool thing to be like, bum, bum, bum. Wait, and that's really what it should be, unless you're making a joke. It should be like a bum, bum, bum. We're on the same page that the second one's way better than the first one, right? Fuck yeah. Even all though right. a lot of people don't seem to agree with that, and we, I do not understand that. We're in the weird minority. I come out of the second one. I saw it at a, at a crew screening, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And everybody's like, up, like the guy who invited us was apologized. And I was like, what? why? And they're like, it sucked. I'm sorry. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? They killed a bunch <laughs> of pregnant ladies. I didn't know who was safe. <laughs> the, every main character is fucking dead. Yeah. It yeah. starts, the first person who dies is a child. This yep. movie kicks ass. What are you There's, talking it about? Has a, that's the thing is I think it has a lot of problems and I think if you're looking at it as the Aliens vs. Predator movie, it's a fail because it misses a lot of marks that it should have hit. But it, like you said, it kicks a lot of ass. So if you just go in and maybe me and you were so let down by the first one, our standards were so low, we just wanted to be Aliens vs. Predator entertained and it does fulfill that. A lot of sure. it makes no sense and is stupid and I don't like it, but it kicks a lot of ass. There's guys in suits running around. There's a predator kicking ass. He seems like a formidable foe. There's a good, a lot of good Man, violence, a lot of good creatures. With some freeze-dried taster's choice, right? Least <laughs> <laughs> brings this serious gourmet shit on. on us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt it was some gourmet shit. Look, it's not Citizen Kane, but like you said, we got rubber suits. I got a Predalien. I didn't even care about that. I thought the Predator <laughs> acted like a Predator, whereas the Predators in the first Aliens vs. Predator didn't. There's a lot of stuff that was very anti-Predator about everything. Yeah, <laughs> With their stupid human eyes? Fuck that shit. Oh. But let, like you said, the ending is good. The Predator pop, the Pred alien pops out of the Predator's chest. And then if you watch a little bit further, as it's trying to claw its way out through his chest, when it right when it bursts out, there's a black gloved, uh, what's it called? Uh, leather jacketed arm grabs that Pred alien <laughs> and pulls it up to his face to reveal Samuel Jackson with an eye patch. And he's says, Red Alien, we want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And then it cuts to black. Shit my pants. Because, <laughs> look, they're all part of the MCU now. Predators, yeah, that's true. aliens, Predalians. Dude, he could be like the Hulk. And they're like, look, we have this problem. The Hulk's super smart. But, like, we want him to Hulk smash. And he's like, no, I want to make a time machine. And we're like, Hulk, can you just go <laughs> smash it? You're, you're like, we got a really big hard on for giant smashy green angry guy and you have a big hard on for science and our hard ons aren't mixing together right now we're not making it fit so can you Deadpool leans in is like that wasn't a problem in the shower <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to get a monster to just F some stuff up right yeah, we need I a strong monster I, character I did not shy away from boner jokes but I censored myself with F <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna our next t-shirt is going to say F those boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I'd watch, I'd watch that movie. I'd watch the Avengers Pred alien. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that is like the secret weapon that they release when they just want total destruction of pregnant and- ladies. <laughs> <laughs> what was that pregnant supervillain's name? <laughs> Umbilica. <laughs> <laughs> Her final attack only comes in the third trimester. Oh, you were finished. 
I'm finished. All right, here's one. Okay, so my favorite Christmas movie <laughs> at the end of Die Hard. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you know, Bruce Willis has made up with his wife. He's learned the value of Christmas spirit and family. He shot the bad guy, Fabio looking motherfucker in the head. The limo pulls up and he's like, this is my ride. He hops in and they drive off and they're smooching in the backseat. And then the partition rolls down, sitting next to Argyle. And I patched man turns around. And he says, John McClane, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers. <laughs> John McClane would be the worst Avenger. <laughs> no, see, I, I agree. But the banter between him and anyone else on the lineup would be so clutch. Like, it would be so funny. His banter with anybody would be fantastic. One of my favorite moments in Die Hard is when he's talking to his wife. He's like, we had this conversation. No, you had this conversation. I wasn't done with it yet. And she leaves and he's banging his head against the wall. And he's like, real smooth, John. John. Real smooth. <laughs> I would love every time he's like, in Captain America's face and they all huff off and he's like, real smooth John, talking to superheroes like you're some tough guy. Like he would really have that like inferiority complex, I think. Like he would act tough around them, but the second they leave, he'd be like, oh my gosh, why am I here? <laughs> he's like, I'm so out of my league. I don't even have shoes on. And then the Hulk looks down and goes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, then you'd have these great, great moments where Nick Fury would be like, you took out an entire platoon of terrorists who were armed to the teeth single-handedly. You earned the right to be here. It took a whole <laughs> team of these superheroes to take out these aliens. You took out an entire group of terrorists on your own. And he's like, yeah, I did that. It was, I almost died like nine times, but I, I yeah, I did that. <laughs> I would watch, what are we up to? Die Hard 7, Avenge Hard. <laughs> I would do that. I, yeah. What, what, how, can we just get more of those? This is a tasty burger. <laughs> Thanks, Sam Jackson. Be careful though, because the last couple Die Hards were not great. Although the last one got a lot of hate and I thought that was the best of the new ones because at least shit was blowing up and shooting and stuff. I mean, they're At never that point, not I don't give a fuck. blowing up and shooting. I love the one where he surfed a jet to the ground. I was like, what are you going to do? I, I, <laughs> I'm here for it. He, he, he launches a car into a helicopter, dives out at the last second. Everybody was like booing at the theater. And I was like, nobody's See, here for this high five. I don't know why we keep making sports analogies, but let me try. It's kind of like when your team <laughs> is winning by a lot and you put in your subs and it doesn't matter because you already scored 100 points, right? I feel like you already have Die Hard 1 and 2 in the bag. Great. Die Hard 3 is a little bit different, but not bad. And I think it still has its moments. Then you go die hard four, five, six, and you start to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're messing with the formula, messing with this. And like, at the, but at that point, who cares? You already have the wins in the bag. Your franchise is awesome. Surf a plane to the ground. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Blow up that car, drive a car off of this. I don't care. He you know launched who, a car at a helicopter. Remember? You know right. who else surfed a plane to the ground? Hawkeye. Just saying, I never see John McClane and Hawkeye in the same oh, room. They would be a good a good team up right right and yeah. he, he'd be like hitting on uh, uh black widow and they'd be like dude bro no it's 2024 like it. stop that shit <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he really did become an avenger later so i guess after the first movie is really the time to get him before he's cross that arc into like, yeah, I know I surfed a plane to the ground. Of course I'm on the Avengers. <laughs> and like, I guess it works out. And then in the third one, though, that'd be the perfect time for Sam Jackson to show up. Like at the end of the, at the end of Die Hard 3, Sam Jackson and him are shaking hands. He's like, Zeus, I want to thank you. And he's like, yep. And then he puts on the eye patch and goes, I want to talk to you about the Avengers edition. And he's like, wait, what? What the fuck? 
that would be I you know that's pretty funny I'd be down for that it's funny you say that because then you have that weird alternate dimension Samuel Jackson thing and I always thought it was funny that not more people talked about the post-credit sequence in Pulp Fiction yeah because you can't that say movie, no what God it just comes out of nowhere I'm not gonna say <laughs> no again um <laughs> That movie is so great, and it's. Yeah. I remember watching that in high school, and it's so cool because it's told nonlinear. And I remember taking my one of my first college classes. I think I took when I was in high school. Talked about nonlinear filmmaking and Tarantino specifically doing that in um, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. And to really like look under a, micro- a microscope at a movie for the first time and see that, I thought that was so cool. And that movie ends in the diner, which is actually where it began as well, right? It's the ending of that scene. Yeah. And the two, the two. Um, Assassins, right? Uh, uh, Vin- Vincent and Jules, Jules, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. They essentially, <laughs> they kind of like stop. Uh, well, they don't stop. They're involved in a robbery that's not their own doing, but then they kind of like extricate themselves out and walk out the door. And I think it's so cool that you have those two actors who then were not big actors, right? Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta was on one of his his rebounds, right? Yeah, this this is John Travolta was a huge actor. Are you kidding me? They called but- the comeback king specifically yeah. because of this movie. But he wasn't when this movie came out. He wasn't a hot property, and Samuel Jackson certainly was not the stature he is now. Nor was the Marvel universe at the time. Even the comic books were not that big a deal. But you know, you have Quentin Tarantino who knows his stuff with both nerdy shit and directing. These two characters stop this, you know, violence. Then they get up and they walk out of this diner with this cool saxophone music and as they round out the front door samuel jackson in a leather jacket and bald with a eye patch comes up and he says (laughs) vincent jules i'd like to speak to you about the avengers initiative yes say that so and then they become like the next two human characters on the avengers and they're just these badass wisecracking hitmen right oh that's what we need is a spinoff of shield where it's these two like wet works guys all they do is just the like the dirty work like mm-hmm. that it's the, the avengers can't handle it captain america would never say yes to it i want two wet work assassins who just do dirty work and are constantly up to no good and constantly in trouble shut the fuck up <laughs> I, I, I think you have a critic <laughs> <laughs> can you um, think can you think of any other Samuel Jackson movies that have a Samuel Jackson button in them? No, because soundboard technology stopped right after Pulp Fiction came out. <laughs> soundboard technology only got so far. I'm on some ancient internet YouTube site and I'm like, Sam Jackson soundboard. None of them made them past uh, uh, the Avengers. I mean, I think the farthest this goes has some Jackie Brown in it. Maybe. I mean, there's over a hundred sound tags here. We could play all sorts of stuff. Because you're doing a Samuel Jackson Check soundboard. Big brain on bread. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, I don't, that's the that's only like, technology that's te- I knew. That's, that's powered by like Tesla's electricity, right? Like it's an old <laughs> crank you have to turn on <laughs> to get the mice inside moving. <laughs> yeah, I need to put the Victrola needle down and <laughs> spin the zoetrope so that you can see the guy doing the flips through the little slits. <laughs> and then and then when I want to do a different one, I take the, the wax cylinder off and slide it back on, drop the needle down, and, uh, and then you get something uh, that's a well, double a indemnity shit. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. See, there we go. I, my, my figure said pieces of brain. I turned into super TNT. <laughs> I was trying to find out. I was 
look literally look. I was like, are there any other soundboards? And they're like, uh, no. Why would you want another one? Also, <laughs> like, also, I feel like Avengers. Sam Jackson is like, what the fuck's a soundboard? And I'm like, mm. oh, remember? I mean, we used to fuck around with these all the time. This was like yeah. peak comedy, man. You'd be like, you would type in an address in the WW. We called it the World Wide Web back then. Yeah, I remember. And uh, we used to surf it. Remember? <laughs> we would. We would surf the shit out of it, and then you'd go to a website, and there's all these buttons, and you press them, and Arnold Schwarzenegger would be like, someone's in my house eating my birthday cake with my family. Cookies? Who told you give my cookies? And we'd just crack the fuck up, and people would be like, it's literally just clips from a the movie, sound of a movie. Yeah. that you like. There's you no... Know. <laughs> there's no you, the punchline is just things that he says. I don't understand why, why is this funny? The truth is... You're the weak, and I am the tyranny of evil men. I know that line. Right? And that was the joke, basically. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, soundboards obviously are an antiquated technology, even on uh, uh, the internet and stuff now, even though the internet is ever-expanding and stuff. But also, Samuel Jackson's career, if you look at it, and I did, it's spotted, and you can name a hundred movies he was in, let's say, before Pulp Fiction, that, or, like, right around that time, that, like, he was in, you remember him being in it, but that's when he started to be memorable, and you started to be like, oh, that's not just that guy, that's Samuel Jackson, you knew his name. You knew that he was starting to do that motherfucker thing. You started to do a badass. And now he's like all over the place. Now he's even in, what is it, Capital One commercials? What's in your oh, wallet? Yeah, what's in your wallet? Him and Spike Lee and Charles yeah. Barkley. Did you see Charles the, Barkley. Did you see the one he did with the, there's like a nerd. And I think the nerd is cast as a kind of a stereotypical nerd. And he's got action figures. And the whole thing is about like, this guy is trying to buy another hard to find action figure on eBay. Did you see that one? And say, Samuel Jackson busts in and starts like lightheartedly joking him with in jokes about nerd buying things. No. You see, that's this is a real, I'm not fucking with you. It's a real Capital One commercial. I swear, I promise it's a real Capital One commercial. And it's like, you know, the whole thing is like Capital One will help you get on eBay and buy this nerd shit that your imaginary wife won't care about. And then at the, <laughs> and then, <laughs> at the end, one of there's a, a punch in to like this. He's got a big shelf behind him, big Ikea shelf with like two dozen different random action figures. They're not licensed action figures, right? They're just generic. But they do a like a huge punch in on one and it's Samuel L. Jackson wearing an eye patch and he hops off the shelf and he walks over to what's in your wallet, Samuel Jackson, and he says, Samuel Jackson. Shut the fuck up. You got me. You got me. I was like, and then what happened? It is a, it is a real commercial until that point. The, 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 there is a real commercial about Samuel Jackson, what's in your wallet, and there's action figures and the guy's buying them from eBay or something like that. But yeah, no, the action figure jumps up and he looks at Samuel Jackson and he says, I know what's in your wallet. How would you like an Avengers card in there? Right? Yeah. I'm on board for this. Um, I, this You just uh, unlocked a memory. In my closet, I have a Samuel Jackson action figure that I made, custom action figure that I made out of a shaft action figure. I trimmed his coat. I, I put fish tank filter for his hair and mustache. <laughs> so I, Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction? I made a Pulp Fiction action figure. How did we ever get married? <laughs> like, I mean, from a logistical standpoint, where do we find the time? It was... <laughs> 
I, and, but here's the thing. I made it while I was working at MEL as an intern, makeup oh, okay. effects laboratory. And they were doing a makeup test on Sam Jackson. And the, my supervisor was like, you should show him that. I was oh like, my God, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What did he say? He, he was that. like, it, I mean, it was it was a very, it was the weakest handshake I ever received in my life, first of all. Wow. Limp fish. And then he goes, oh, yeah, that's cool. All right, cool. And then they kind of were like, okay, cool. Get out of here. <laughs> Obviously, he was not as impressed as we wanted him to be. Whatever. He, you know, he's a big star. I was an intern. He's a nice guy. I, I'm not mad about it. So the place that Rumi <laughs> is talking about was a makeup effects studio that I interned at through my school, like my school, my school, uh, the school that Aaron and I met at has a Los Angeles program with really is like the idea is you come out here, get your own internship, rock an internship so that when you graduate, hopefully you have at least a starting place. So I worked at this place as an intern. Then I would get hired by them occasionally. Aaron independently got an internship there and I was hired on a job once and I got there and he was there. We were like, oh my God. And we got to work together and we worked together a bunch of times. But that's in, how in you were like, within those weeks, you were like, hey, I need a roommate potentially. My current roommate is yeah. being flaky as shit. Yeah, fuck a dildo. Do you want to like move in with me? And I was like, well, shit, I don't have anywhere to move in after this. Why not? Because of this internship, that's how we became yeah. roommates. And I, I also did a makeup test with Samuel L. So the guy who owns the studio was was Samuel L. Jackson's personal makeup artist. So aside from running this special effects studio and doing all these different monster makeups and creatures and effects and stuff, he also did whatever Samuel L. Jackson was doing. <clears throat> when he came in, it was like a Saturday. And I was like, please, can I come in and help? They were like, yeah, sure. Came in. And the whole time he was talking about his colonoscopy. colonoscopy. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I don't remember the handshake at all. I probably wouldn't have shaked his hand if he was talking first. But like, <laughs> for sure, it was the whole time and as a uh, how old could I have been 20 years old I was like you don't know me and I guess I'm not even on your radar maybe that's why the other two guys in the room you've known for years that they talked about it the entire time and I was like there's nothing else you guys want to like I get that you're not embarrassed about it or feel awkward about it but just to change up the topic like I wouldn't talk about Star Wars for that long. <laughs> I mean I love talking about my asshole but <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the asshole you see it's every Everything that's going back inside and then also that stuff comes out into a giant tube going on and on and on about it. And then it was funny I'm because <laughs> Thanks, it's, it's funny because at the end of that, I, you know, we said goodbye and I was like, Mr. Jackson, thank you. It was nice to meet you. Thank you for letting me be part of this. Thank you for all your film work. He said, no, thank you. You did a good job. You were hustling today. He's like, you weren't trying to show me some stupid action figures like people. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't even want to show him. I was going to hide it. I just they were like you should show him that and I was like nah and they're like no no come on it'll be cool or they just wanted to see if he'd be like what's this dumb shit and make fun of <laughs> yeah, me they were setting you up well when he said that to me I was I didn't know what it meant until you just told your story I was like oh some idiot must have shown him a, a toy but I was like I felt so proud that he gave me a compliment but then he one upped it because he took off his glasses and he put on an eye patch yes. <laughs> and he said to me look me right in the eye with one eye and he said Matt I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And at that time, I didn't know anything about anything comic related. So I was like, what? And he said, it's a comic book thing. I was like, you should have just shown me your own custom action figure, you idiot. Fuck you. <laughs>
Well played. Uh, oh, man. So I have a movie on this list because I thought it'd be cool. And then I totally forgot that he was in this movie. That, yeah, that happened to me, too. Go ahead. So um, at the <laughs> I want to I want you to picture this. Close your eyes. OK, close your my eyes. eyes are closed. Take, you can see them on YouTube. They're closed. Take a deep breath. Oh, calm yourself. All right. I want you to picture a helicopter flying away in that helicopter. We have uh, 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 we have a famous dinosaur played by Sam dinosaur paleontologist guy played by Sam Neill. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we have uh, Laura Dern. She's in there, too. Um, we, we, we got a. Uh, uh, Oh shit! Why can't I remember his name? The dude from The Fly. He's there, Ian obviously. Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Who's the actor? Chaos though? theorist named yes. uh, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Why are we blanking on the? I like... can't remember now because you're saying it. Keep going. We'll come back. <laughs> I caught your stupid amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Come on! I'm an idiot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking with Donald Sutherland. Is still in there for some reason. He's the pilot, I guess. <laughs> He's the guy holding. The, the cane with the with the fucking uh, <laughs> the guy who directed in there. Gandhi. He's the guy who directed. <laughs> You were saying something about best intentions. <laughs> so anyway, the, yep. the pilot turns around and it's Sam Jackson with an eye patch. And then they go, wait, I thought you died. You lost an <laughs> arm on the island. You fucking lost an arm. You what? Are, are you not smoking anymore? He you, turns you, around and he says, hold on to your butts. We're flying <laughs> to the Avengers mansion. <laughs> and then they go to do a dinosaur adventure, you know, on uh, In the you Savage know, Land. Savage Land. Exactly. Right. OK, I'm Savage on board. Hulk's there. I actually think it would be great to have a uh, see like we don't remember how awesome the Marvels were like the comic books that were from normal people's perspectives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex Ross art, like pretty incredible stuff. I want more things about mundane people or tangentially associated superhero assistants. Like S.H.I.E.L.D. is a huge group of people. The amount of assistance it would take to run the Avengers Mansion, to run the X-Men, to run S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a bunch of non-superpowered people. And like, wouldn't it be great? They're like, hey, we need you to go to the Savage Lands. We need you to keep track of some of these mutants. We need you to do some 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 paleontology shit. Are you down? And they're like, yeah, great. We'll go do that. That's kind of what the, the Godzilla TV show is. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool for that. I don't know if it delivers everything I want from that idea, but like I like this idea of stuff that is in the same world, but doesn't have to be always like right next to, hey, there's Captain America. <laughs> like, well, that's I, like the Star Wars conundrum that we always say, like about the TV shows, right? Like there's other things that are not related to Skywalkers happening in the galaxy. Yeah. Tell me about this shit over there. It has nothing to do with anything I've ever seen before. Just let me know it's in the same universe. That's all I literally care about, right? That's why the Star Wars like stories, the Star Wars anime stories were so good because it was mm -hmm. like just different stuff happening in the same world world and like mm -hmm. yeah i want more of that please um so yeah jurassic park was was funnier when i when he wasn't in the movie but now that he's in the movie like no, do i want to better do i want to modify it like hold on to your butts and then and then at the end they're like oh my gosh you're still alive and he's like Z -Z 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 -Z. he's got a robot arm well that's and the whole thing is you got to have a scene where they the other characters are like was that the guy at the computer like i don't know it looks like him but i think <laughs> he had two eyes well i know i know but he had a velociraptor attack since then well they're like well, what did he look like do i remember what does Marcellus Wallace look like? I'm pretty sure that wasn't his name, but yeah, it's the sentiment. Exactly. <laughs> Soundboards still funny in 2024, baby. <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
well, I have a movie that I think is as good a movie, maybe even better. Well, uh, I don't want to say it's better. I, I, it's different. I have a movie that's at least as good as Jurassic Park. Has a, I think, very memorable, very, um, very hard-hitting ending that just really finishes this film great. It's Did a Steven film by Spielberg a, direct it? No, not Spielberg directed, but another huge director who you may notice him walking and stopping in his own silhouette on his TV show, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, all right, I'm on board. Pretty one of his lesser known movies called Psycho, and <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. That Go movie, on. Uh, it's like this relationship movie about a guy and his mom. Little kind Oedipal. of, kind of. <laughs> did, you, did you say relatable? <laughs> I said no. I said kind of Oedipal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so good, and you guys, I, I'm sure, like I knew this movie before I saw it. I knew what the gimmick was. I knew what the setup was. I knew what the reveal was. This this psycho killed his mom a long time ago, and now he's murdering people at a hotel while essentially having dual personalities. Sometimes he thinks he's his dead mother. The end of the movie, there is a psychologist explaining to the main characters and audience that this guy for years was going back and forth between both personalities, would be in his house with her and oh, with 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 her corpse, and sometimes would assume her identity and walk around talking like her, acting like her to comfort himself. And sometimes he would kill. As her in, in the climax of the movie, this psychologist expl is explaining that during the climactic scene of this action, he is now only the mother. There is no more son Norman Bates left. It's only Martha uh, Norma Bates, the, the mother. So you hear that and the cop comes in and interrupts him and goes, excuse me, he's cold. Can I give him a blanket? And they say, yeah, I think that's fine. So the camera follows this guy out and you see Norman Bates. Uh, you, you see the cop go in and then you hear an old woman's voice say, thank you. And he comes back out without the blanket. And then you see Norman Bates sitting in this cell by himself and he's got a blanket and there's the old lady inner monologue. So you know that he is completely his mother now. And she's talking about, they'll never suspect me. I, I'm, I'm sad that I have to sacrifice Norman to this, but they'll never convict me. They'll never think an old lady could do this. I could never hurt a fly. And as she does, there's a fly buzzing around. She says she's not going to swat the fly. And they'll see she's such an unkind old lady. She won't even swat a fly. And then there's a couple frames of a dissolve of a skull over Norman Bates's face. Yeah. And it's a really cool visual because it's showing there's so many layers here to this guy. And ultimately, I think at the time they're trying to imply that he's evil. Now you might say he's disturbed and there's something to be um, sympathetic about there. Whatever side you follow on, I think the visual imagery of that skull is so strong. But the coolest thing is Nick Fury doesn't care about that. And he <laughs> steps into the room and he says, Norman, I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Except he says Norma because all along they wanted the mother. They needed to get the son out of the way and they were actually piping sounds into the hotel the whole time, driving Norman mad so that the trained assassin Norma Bates could come out. Norma absentmindedly goes to flick the fly off of her face and all of a sudden it was Janet Pym. It was the wasp. It wasn't the fly. Please continue. <laughs> See? See? And they just want they just want our boy Norman out of the picture and they want Norma all the time. But when she's in these like situations and gets stretched out, suddenly Norman's like, Where am I? What's going on? Who are you people? And like he's in and out.
out of it. But they have like, just like with the Hulk, they got to keep Norma Bates in there with the enticement of violence. And I, it's it's cool too, because physically speaking, both <laughs> Norma and Norman are not, you know, powerful enough to hang with these superheroes. So Tony Stark gives her essentially like an Iron Spider costume. So at certain times, <laughs> at certain times, Anthony Perkins in a dress and a wig will sprout mechanical spider arms. Jack in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. I know some of you guys. Here's my next challenge. And I fucking love when you guys do this. Some of you I guys are. I do. <laughs> some of you guys are super artistic and you guys send us drawings or at least scans of shit you've drawn about shit we've talked about. Can someone please draw me Norma Bates Iron Spider? Norma yes. Bates with Iron the spider, spider legs. Yes. I don't necessarily need a chest <laughs> emblem, but that's up to you. Um, But I just want to see Norma Bates with those iron spider claws coming out of her back. Oh, damn. That would be so funny. That would be so good. I love this. Okay, this is great. All right, here's mine. 1972 or 74? When did this movie come out? Anyway, we have met the Sawyer family. We've seen a long, brutal night of violence, screaming, and chainsaw noises. Leatherface is dancing with the chainsaw, spinning it around in the sunlight of the morning sun of Texas. Our, our heroine, covered in blood, just dripping covered in blood, is running down the highway, and she flags down a truck, and the truck stops, and she hops in the bed and she's laughing <laughs> as it drives off and then the sliding back door of the of the of the truck that looks into the bed slides open and the driver of the truck is Nick Fury I want to talk to you about <laughs> Avengers initiative and she's just psycho now so see I was on that same path with like get somebody super crazy and her and she survived the night so now her brain is completely broken and they want to rebuild her into the ultimate assassin I love this because I thought you were going to make it Leatherface. I thought you were going to say that as Leatherface dances in the road, chainsaw a swing and Nick Fury steps out of the trees and says to Leatherface, I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Um, it's funny you say that because just the other day, Cousin Paul, shout out to Cousin Paul was here and That's he's right. only he's only seen a handful of the uh, Friday the 13th series. He hasn't seen all of them. One of the ones oddly enough that he hadn't seen was the first one. Huh. The first one, one of the biggest trivia about it is the killer is not Jason. Jason does not appear in the entirety of the first movie. Um, a lot of people erroneously think that you see a child Jason at the end of the movie. His mother is the killer the whole time. No, that that's in that's in the in the remake. You see the child Jason do a little. Yeah, it's bit a lot of bit. people get it confused because in yeah. the very first movie, the mom is the killer the whole time, and you never see her. Almost all the kills are from her point of view or like a wide third point, a third person point of view. So you don't see the actual killer. You don't even know if it's a male or female at the end it's a it's this little old lady who is jason's mother and you see jason in the sequels um but there is a jump scare at the end where the final girl after decapitating jason's mother pops in a canoe and pushes herself out to the lake she falls asleep and then when she wakes up she's looking in the water and out from behind her samuel jackson's bald head comes up the water. <laughs> he's wearing an eye and he grabs her out of the canoe and he says <laughs> What the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, what the hell's going on here? I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> and the girl is utterly confused. <laughs> I'm super flat TNT. 
<clears throat> I didn't even have that on my list. But once you started with the uh, Texas Chainsaw, oh damn! Oh, <laughs> uh, I I think our soundboard's about to die. My computer's like, plug me in, and I think my cord's downstairs. I'm so sad. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, all right, here's a good one. Here's a good one. <laughs> Imagine this: you are a doctor, and you've just spent the entire weekend slamming six packs, banging a broad who's like half your age, and stopping an evil wizard from um releasing a bunch of dangerous masks to the world. Um, but you didn't quite get them all. And <coughs> the plan is still in action. So you've run to this fucking gas station <coughs> where this guy from the beginning of the movie is sitting there watching TV and on TV the most annoying song ever do, 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 is going and kids are watching and you're screaming into the telephone get it off turn it off for God's sake turn it off turn it off and all the kids in the gas station are blah 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 blah, blah and their faces are melting and snakes are popping up everywhere and he turns to look at the gas station attendant who happens to be an African American and it's Nick Fury <laughs> and he's like you done fucked up dude it's like look, we should be fucking dead man see and that's what he says. <laughs> and 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 he's like it's shit like this is gonna bring this situation to a head, man. Right? And and so Sam Jackson is then like, I need you on the Avengers initiative, not as an Avenger, you just need to fix this shit, and you're the only person who knows how. So the superheroes are gonna come in and try and fix this problem. The Hulk's hooking up a time machine, but you're the only one who knows what's happening. So we need you to go back and fix this. And he's like, Oh, it's gonna be really embarrassing because I really did nothing but drink beers, neglect my children, and bang chicks. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna need a vulnerable young lady to accompany me on this mission. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, how about how about this Norma Bates? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have so many that could just keep going. I have a quick one. Well, actually, no, this is um oh, yeah. Well, let me do this. Let me do it. There's a quick a quick uh uh what's it called? Self-promotion. Uh we did a 2024 we're back episode where we kind of filled everybody in on what we've been up to and you were really you had some feelings about Saltburn. So I went back and watched it Sorry and you told that. me what would you say? Sorry Can you do about it again. That. <laughs> You Sorry loved it. You were like, I love the ending of this movie is so great. There's this guy whipping his dong around, dancing all over, and you wouldn't stop talking about how much you loved that part. So I went and I watched it. But the weird thing was, and I, I think the difference is I wasn't looking at his dong the whole time. If you notice, as he's <laughs> dancing through this mansion naked, dong a swinging, he passes by a couch, and who's sitting there but Nick Fury? <laughs> And no. Nick Fury looks him dead in the dong and says, <laughs> I want you. Now, you yell at me, it makes me nervous. And when I get nervous, I get scared. And when motherfuckers get scared, that's when motherfuckers, motherfuckers get, get shot. shot. <laughs> yeah, so he gets Saltburn, whatever his name is, kill a, kill a sacred deer and his penis to join. And that's his move. That's his finishing move against the Skrulls. Is he just dances through a skull, a skrull spaceship. <laughs> Wow. I feel like you should take your shirt off to do that dance justice. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Almost. What do I look us. like? Henry Zabrowski? No, thanks. you do not. You do not look like him. No, I don't. But he would take his shirt off without hesitation. He absolutely would. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the encouragement, Samuel Jackson. I'm trying to get as much in before my my little side computer dies. Um, all right. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sigourney Weaver in her tiny, tiny little underwear is <laughs> climbing in to the Nostromo escape pod with her cat, Jonesy, which mm-hmm. shows up in the Avengers movies later. Yes. And yes, the cat shows up. She's in her little sleep pod. <laughs> And she's just about to fall asleep. This happens to me all the time. I'm like, nom, nom, nom. I'm just about to fall asleep. And then Sam Jackson gets in my face and is like, dun, dun, dun. Knocks, on, <laughs> knocks on the slumber pod. And she's like, what is going on? What is happening? No, 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 no. She's like, who are my you? My name's Pitt. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, I'm sorry. I said, my name's Nick. My name's Nick. Nick Fury. And I want you for part of the Avengers initiative. You single-handedly took down one of the most dangerous creatures in the known universe. Um, I'm pretty sure Marvel has done an Aliens crossover. Am I making that up as a dream Make that I had? Marvel has done their own Aliens books, a couple of them. But they haven't done, at least to my knowledge, which I think is correct, they have not done a crossover. The first crossover they've done with that stuff is Wolverine Predator. They did a bunch of covers. Which was pretty cool. I liked Wolverine Predator. They did a bunch of covers that featured crossovers. But okay. it was like when they do like the zombie variants. So like every sure, yeah. Marvel book has a zombie variant cover at the time. They did that with both Alien and Predator, I believe, but not not actually a story yet, except for Wolverine Predator. Uh, what what is I know is it Elseworlds? What's the Marvel version? What if is that what there? If? Yeah, can we get a what if with Xenomorphs? I'd be so down. I'd be yes. I I mean, you're asking me, Greenlit, Greenlit, done. <laughs> 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 who who would be the most formidable against Xenomorphs? I actually think I. I know a lot of people are like Wolverine. Uh, we've always had this conversation where people just immediately are like Wolverine's the best, and they give all these excuses of why he's the greatest. I'm not arguing that Wolverine isn't a badass, isn't awesome in 99% of situations. I think Xenomorph is one of the few situations where he would not be the best because he'd start slicing up Xenomorphs and it'd be melting his skin, and he would be constantly at a disadvantage because mm. he's always in a state of healing and a weakened state and getting more acid blood on him. And even though a chest burster bursts out of him. He He's more of a liability at this point. Than, yeah, I can see that. Which would be a really fun thing to explore. Wolverine as a vulnerable liability as opposed to the powerhouse that you want him to be. Who who do you think would be a, a sick, awesome like opponent to a Xenomorph? Without being an overpower? Because I feel like there's a ton of people that would be overpowered, right? Like Hulk Either, versus aliens isn't... Hulk could destroy aliens. I don't think that would be a fun story, right? Could be it interesting. Would be a couple cool graphics, but like, what's the story? He would just, you know, there's no, there's no match for him. Yeah, what, <clears> is, right? what does acid blood do to Hulk? Nothing. What do bullets do to Hulk? Nothing. I don't know. Acid. Acid. I don't think he likes fire that much, right? I, mean, I would like Craven against yes. aliens. Fuck Craven yeah. would be cool. Fuck yeah. Um, maybe I don't care about Black Panther, but maybe Black Panther or something like that. Like Cap versus Hulk. I'm a Cap versus aliens. I can see that fight, and but like I don't care about his character fighting them. Just that he would have the skill, I think, to work, and the shield would be a good thing. That's I was wondering that. Yeah. Acid, alien acid blood versus. Unobtainium. 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 I think that's good. Well, so, like, I mean, Iron Man versus Xenomorphs would be fantastic. I think there's a lot there that you could play with. Like, I, you know, the Hulk Buster suit. I want to see what the Xenomorph Buster suit looks like. Mm, like yeah. a badass tailored fighting machine to take down Xenomorphs and control eggs. And like, he's like, 
like people who are impregnated. He's shooting them with these like armored, armored Iron Man things that are like, and like protecting them and like covering their face so the chest bursters don't pop out. Like, I think there's a lot of really cool things you could do with Iron Man here. I think this is like a great Iron Man vehicle. Um, a Fantastic Four, I think, would would be a great thing. I love Fantastic Four, and they always deal with weird science shit. And this would be a great opportunity to see them um, really at like a, a disadvantage because normally they're fighting like guys from the 50s who don't know that radiation doesn't come from space and that women can drive like <laughs> like that's that's i i how was about, from, from the golden how age about of modok versus aliens yeah. because do they have a big enough face hugger for modok <laughs> dude the face huggers are like uh, uh. you need that, that <laughs> heavy breather alien queen uh alien queen face hugger uh toy that's what you need that's interesting we should do an episode about that hey i'm talking to you <laughs> Right. Um, um, who else would I, be I, good? I, I have I have a good one. This is going to hit me right in the feels. Do it. Okay. There's a movie that I, while thinking about this for this episode, I have not seen it in years, but I know it. It is, I watched it during that golden age of like knowing that we wanted to be in film in high school and you were just devouring these movies and the ones that hit you, hit you. And Scarface. One of them. <laughs> Stand By Me. Boondock Based Saints. on Stephen King's The Body. Oh, that okay. That movie, it's so good. Good. There was so much greatness in it. For a, I saw it at a perfect age, and I think as a, both a film and a story, it was great. That movie at the end made me cry every time I watched it. And if you don't remember, it's four boys go in search of a dead body. Kiefer Sutherland and his older guys are like a gang. They're trying to see it too. Oh, There's and that they're classic. like they're like shitty eighties bullies, like the worst. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind. They're like they're pulling like, out I'm, switchblades. I'm gonna to kill kids. a kid. Yeah, yeah, kill a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King. It's a Stephen King bully, and uh, it's just such a great coming of little coming of age story and there's four main protagonists and at the end they all make it back and we the whole movie are uh, in the head of the main protagonist and we can hear his thoughts so he's recounting this story to us and in the movie he's doing it on a word processor and at the beginning and the end of the film so at the end of the film he's saying when we got back after that summer where we saw the body and we bonded life moved on we were best friends literally willing to die for each other saving each other's lives but kids grow up and and friends break apart and that's just part of life and he's telling what happens to each of the other three main characters and it's heart-wrenching for me to just think about the beauty of life and friendships and how people move away and one of the guys died in an in in, in an altercation in a fast food joint trying to break up an argument he gets stabbed and it's just this (laughs) and it sucks because they were arguing over a goddamn wallet that had bad motherfucker written over it god what a way to die that's so annoying Wait a But like I, that always got me. And I think part of the reason it got me was because if one of my best friends was killed in an altercation, it would hit home. And it's this thing of in the movie, it's just like two lines in the movie at the end. You don't even yeah. see it. You don't even see his character. Uh, you just see the boy, wa- the, the kids walk away and um, dissolve. They fade out as they walk away. And it's beautiful. And it's just I think it's a commentary on, on how friends grow up and friends move on. And the main character. Character uh, is typing this up on his word processor, and as he finishes the story, he gets up and go. I'm gonna get choked up saying it. He gets up to go off with his son, and you kind of see and hear them out the window as the song "Stand by Me" starts playing in the credits roll. And I swear to God, every time I see that, even now thinking about it and saying it, it gets me a little choked up. 
But then it's odd because the music kind of dims down and Samuel <laughs> Jackson, if you can see it in the distance, <laughs> Samuel Jackson walks up to this guy's car as he's trying to take his son to swim lessons. And he says, I'm very impressed by what you and your friends did finding a dead body when you were kids. I'd like to speak to you about the adventures of the YouTube. <laughs> Bad motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, I had four spots, but I guess I got to get another guy now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, well, I got one more. How many you got? I could, I, I could do one more. You do yours, and I, I got a good one. All right. <clears throat> so we're watching Sarah Connor drive off into the Mexican desert. Wow. The just banger of a soundtrack. Dun, 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 dun. I'm getting goosebumps. Dun, 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 dun. The flames are rising. The credits are rolling. And what you don't see, because none of you sat through the credits back then, it cuts back and she sees off in the distance in the heat rippling waves of the desert, a, like a blockade of Jeeps. And all of them have a strange white eagle, very geometric on the side and standing <laughs> out front, a man in a trench coat, his fucking trench coat blowing in the desert heat. And she pulls to a stop and he says, Sarah Connor, I want to speak to you about the Avengers initiative and she blows them away and then they go back in time and they fix it and she doesn't do it and then he brings her on because she knows how to stop Terminators <laughs> when you were doing the bum, 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 I was going to say imagine like at the first bum, 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 when it cuts to the wide and you see her jeep start driving down that highway if immediately bum, bum, you see a police car it's really a shield car pull her over immediately so the whole time it's just bum, 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 pull over <laughs> I mean, if a if somebody tried to pull over Sarah Connors, call an ambulance. You'd have to call an ambulance. Yeah, <laughs> thank thank you, Sarah. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I I got a I got a gag going right now. Get ready, look up a curse like a if it's a if especially if it's a couple curses in a row. Okay, huh. like 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 what? Like, like don't tell me, don't tell me. Know what I'm <laughs> All right. Let's Give me him cursing at somebody would be the best. Okay. All right. I, so, I hope I found one. All right. So Sarah Connor face to face with Nick Fury. She looks at him. She looks in his eye, trying to read him. She looks at his eye patch and wonders how he got it. Cut to a dirty motel room and he's giving himself uh, eye surgery in the sink. And as he does that, the manager knocks on the door and goes, hey, buddy, what do you got? A dead cat in there? And Nick Fury vision cuts through a bunch of different curses and says, fuck you. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'll chew his ass up. There you go. <laughs> of all the ones, they're not very specific here. I'm also like that worried that he's... <laughs> either of those works really well in that I'd joke. Knock I that think. shit off if I was you. See, we're we're really testing our. <laughs> All right, hit me with your last one, brother. All right, this is a this is actually a good movie that <clears throat> I love all the way through. The last, I don't want to say the last third is is not okay, as heavy as the first third, but I don't like the ending as much as the rest of the movie. But there's a movie by Luc Besson called Leon the Professional. Oh my gosh, yes, and it, the movie's amazing. If you guys don't know, some people call it Leon, some people call it the Professional. It is Queen Amidala as the character, not the actress. As a child in New York, I think it's New York City, but it's a city. Yep. And she, her family gets murdered by Gary Oldman and his crime crew. And she hooks up with that French guy from the new, from the, the new. Not literally, the, but she, I mean, she wants she, 
to, she but joins not forces. Literally. Yeah, she joins forces with that French guy from the the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie, and he is a professional hitman. And he realizes that her family's been murdered. She wants to live with him. He wants to care for her. She wants to be the next hitman. She wants to go after these bad guys with him. So the whole movie is this really bitching, you know, working together, him teaching her how to be an assassin and him doing some badass hits. And sometimes she's, you know, trying to get involved in stuff. There's a huge shootout at the end and he dies, right? And she ends up taking his plant, which was a, a big thing in the movie, was caring for this plant. And we know that she's like a badass now and is ready for the world. She's reached him and her have wreaked revenge on who they were trying to, to kill for that shit that they did to her family. And now she's going to this boarding school and the last shot, the last scene of her is her entering this boarding school and kind of giving off this like, I'm not taking any shit vibe. Uh, and I thought it was just, I, it's cool, but I kind of wanted it to end on a better note. But I didn't realize this till years later. There is a post credit scene <laughs> where she goes to her first class and they're waiting for the teacher and you hear these footsteps coming down the door, like coming through the doorway and the door opens and it's this like, I would say 65 year old, extremely stereotypical Jewish looking guy. And he comes in and he says, okay, everyone take out your books. And then the person next to our Queen Amidala character goes, oh man, I can't stand this teacher. And she looks over and it's Nick Fury, Samuel <laughs> Jackson in an eye patch. And he says, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm not really a student. I'm the head of a worldwide espionage agency. Stop these motherfucking books. <laughs> and yeah, he says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, little girl. And she becomes the youngest Avenger. I, I mean, I'm down for that. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, this is exactly the episode I wanted this to be. <laughs> this is exactly it. Oh, my gosh. I, um, everybody else is tuned out at this point. Nobody else is listening. That's why That's why we do it, buddy. It's you and me. Uh, why <laughs> Why have we never gotten the sequel that that movie shouldn't shouldn't have? But why? Leon's The Professionals. I'm, no, I'm just saying Natalie Portman as an adult killing people as a new assassin. Why doesn't that movie exist? Because um, it just seems like it doesn't need to exist, but it seems like the type of ho thing Hollywood would be like, fuck yeah, we need that. And like somebody would spend a lot of money on it. And you get a mediocre sequel with some cool CGI action fight scenes. Like, well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is that not a thing that exists? I'm not saying it should. I just, just Hollywood seems to, that, you know. Maybe they just haven't gotten to it yet. Like, maybe it's one of those things like, don't jinx us. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, they just haven't gotten to it yet. They have other shit to do and they have some other ideas first. Like, that's that's on the list. It's just not yeah, but first. Natalie Portman, I mean, we, we missed that era where she would have, like, really, really kicked some ass. Like, Queen Amidala era. Now, she can still kick some ass. I mean, she's got it. I mean, come on. She did good in that, like, uh, albino crocodile movie in another dimension what oh <laughs> annihilation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she, she shot like, things in that right what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> was it a bear or an alligator there was an alligator in there, there right there was a bear in that movie too the bear that screams like people yeah <laughs> <laughs> you win it's uh yeah that was a good movie um yeah i just i don't know why that that isn't a thing oh who would be man i think instead of the avengers that we have let's just do the avengers that we made up tonight it's, it's norma bates <laughs> the chick from texas chainsaw massacre ferris bueller <laughs> i like that that's like yeah that's the wet work team you were talking about that's like right? for the missions that captain america spider-man and iron man are like not into or not available for they call up like the professional and norman Bates and the <laughs> and the crew from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my oh. God. We need someone who's like a little tiny guy with a flapping dick all over. Saltbird, <laughs> you're up. Saltbird. He's like, guys, my name's Barry Coogan. I have a name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember his character's name. They're like, I can't hear it. Your mic Saltburn. isn't good enough. Saltburn. His name like, is Saltburn. They're like, guys, we need a distraction. And everybody turns and looks at him. And he's like, why? <laughs> why? Every time you need a distraction, why okay, is it me? He's, he's already untying his pants. Okay, okay. Fine. Happy to be on the team, guys. <laughs> is that how the dance actually looks? Or is that just your interpretation? Of no, it? no, no, no. Just take the stupid Joker dance off the steps, take his pants off, put him in a giant palace. Flop, 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 flop. What's the flop intensity on a scale from one to ten? <sighs> I mean, you were you were looking so hard, you're gonna give me like a decimal, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to because, like, you know, when I'm doing the Godzilla Smash scores, I'm trying to think of the that decimal levels, like you know. <laughs> The intensity compared to time on screen, but the, the you know, could you hear it? The fulcrum, no, because it's <laughs> blasting murder on the dance floor. <laughs> the fulcrum. You said that. You said. You said that they were blasting murder on the dance floor, like you were upset about it. No, because they were they were blasting murder on the dance floor. Of course, I couldn't hear it. No, it wasn't that I was angry that I couldn't hear it. You were finished. Well, allow me to retort. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Aaron's dancing on the on the YouTube. With <laughs> my pants on, thank you. It is very very low flop index on that one. <laughs> We're trying to keep this comfortably R rated. <laughs> <laughs> Although Saltburn was rated R. <laughs> oh, God. So the guy from Stand By Me goes out to his friend's grave. And <laughs> <laughs> For Stand By Me, I was really torn whether I would have Nick Fury recruit one or multiple of the boys or if he would do... Um, old Gordy, who's played by the guy from Jaws, Richard Dreyfus. He's voiced by Richard Dreyfus. I don't think we ever see him. Maybe we see him over the, the shoulder. Are you? <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> uh, well, guys, let us know on social media. What's your favorite Nick Fury button from a movie? <laughs> that would be awesome, guys. Please write in with some of them. Oh, my God, that would crack me up so hard. And please draw that thing I said before. I want to see either an Avengers lineup featuring some of the people. Pick it a famous Avengers cover or pose and redraw it with the characters we've said or just Iron Spider Norma. <laughs> Iron Spider Norma Bates. I love this. Um, yeah, I need that and I need... Um, oh, flop, I need flop, flop, flop. Flop, flop, flop. No, I need to get that out of my head. I want a lenticular flop, flop, flop. Do you guys know how to draw that? <laughs> I want one of those. Um, those. Yeah, yeah, when you turn the book, it like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I want. <laughs> I know you do. Christmas is coming. I want to watch. You know, Mickey Mouse has the hands. <laughs> I need a salt bear watch. <laughs> Ooh, it's half past dancing naked on a mansion. <laughs> it's getting it's late. That time again. Like, dude, it's always that time with you. I'm like, I, the watch says so. 
<laughs> we're so fucking stupid. My cheeks are hurting. We've gotten way <laughs> off track, which was a, a questionable track to begin with. <laughs> this is some fucked up repugnant shit. Tell Thank me about you. it. I know. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, guys, let's tell us what you think, guys. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod, and our website, LaunchpadPod.com, and on YouTube. Uh, more plugs. Uh, Saturdays, Half Hour Horror with Aaron McLean that usually runs an hour. Uh, we have some fun stuff. Uh, we got to talk to Joe Russo, Joe Russo last week, the uh, horror guy, not the Avengers guy. Was oh, so the director of the Avengers and one of the, <laughs> one of the head directors on uh, Happy Endings TV show? Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I uh, No, no, no. This guy was the, uh, the horror guy who did Nightmare Cinema on Shudder um, and he is a writer, director, multi-hyphenated. It was fun. It was a good conversation. Big horror nerd. It was fun to nerd out. So check us out. Check that out on Saturdays at 10.30 Pacific, 1.30 Eastern. And then, um, guys, we have more fun stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, bi-weekly. Let's drop this shit. We're going to keep it going. And uh, yeah, until then, Rumi, only one more thing left to do. Oh, oh that. <laughs> that. I went. <laughs> I, I walked into that. I, I put my hand up for a high five. Ruby pulled his pants down and started flapping dancing all over the place. Thanks, Saltburn, for ruining 2024. <laughs> oh, we are the Rocketeers, and we are out. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Thank you, Sam Jacks. Aaron, Matt. <laughs> Oh my God, guys! It's it's Nick Fury. I'm playing both characters. <laughs> Look who just came in the door! It's Nick Fury, played by Sam Jackson, played by Matt Corrigan. <laughs> Matt, Aaron, the Avengers have realized they don't have enough dick pizza jokes. I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. <gasps> now I'm mad again. I'm so shocked. <laughs> He's like, don't be too shocked though, because you know how like kings need gestures to keep them like laughing so they don't kill people. We literally just need you to go be some fucking clown ass idiot. Hey man, I think like you were saying, talk about shield. I think even shielding the Avengers and stuff need like janitors. You know what I mean? You gotta get, you get paid, you get benefits, you get to work with superheroes. You gotta clean up the Hulk shit. <laughs> You're the noob noob of the Avengers. Oh no. <laughs> oh guys, I'm ready for my first mission. Um, Aaron's not calling it out, but I made, a, I made an eye patch out of construction paper at the top of the episode for this gag. So I'm wearing an eye patch made of construction paper right now to show visually that I'm Nick Fury inviting the Rocketeers to be on the Avengers initiative. Most definitely. <laughs> Duh. I mean, it made sense at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Oh my God. This has been good. (laughs) 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 The the iPad is pretty good, man. Oh my gosh. We're going so long. I I think Nick Nick Fury is going to walk in. (laughs) People are like, are they just going to get to the credits or what? (laughs) Release the Snyder cut. Are you still here? Go home. Go home. Why are you listening? Wait, let me go take my clothes. Let me go take my clothes off and get into a towel. Hang on. You have to be around. We're the noob noob. You have to be around while Hulk is naked dancing through the Avengers. (laughs) What I can only imagine is his diarrhea.
<laughs> no, I have some stuff to do around here. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Hulk smashed some burritos earlier today, so I'm going to need you to clean that up. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And at the end, when they freaking finish the giant fight and stop World Dominator and stuff, Tony Stark is like, who the fuck is Matt and Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> We just show up right at the end. Like, we get to the falafel joint while they're all in there. And they're like, crazy day. Hey, we're going to order up. Who's paying for this? Tony? I'm, I didn't even bring my wallet. So, hmm? uh, uh, uh. yeah. It's pretty cool to be in an Avenger, huh? They're like, who are you? <laughs> Guys, we're the Rocketeers. We are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Now Nick Fury walks in. (laughs) (laughs) He'd say something funny, but my computer's dead. (laughs) 